You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Jets. I'm your host, John B. from GangreenNation.com on this Thursday, March 25th. 2021 and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you i'd like to begin today's show with a special shout out to subscribers to this podcast and if you would like to join that group just go to your favorite podcast source and click the subscribe button and We will make life very easy for you. You will receive new episodes automatically each morning as they are posted. You know, I think every day this week I have said that free agency is beginning to slow down and the Jets just keep making me look ridiculous, which is not a very hard thing to do, but they keep signing players. And there were a couple of additional signings yesterday by the New York Jets, and we're going to talk about the latest Jets editions on today's show. And when I talk about this first signing, I really need to keep myself under control and not get too excited about it. And let me explain to you why. I do something, and I think we all do it as NFL fans. We form opinions on draft prospects. And then even if our team does not draft them, we follow their careers. And the guys that we like... We root for them because we want them to make us look smart. So if you say if you say I like this draft prospect, even if he doesn't, even if it goes to another team, you're rooting for him because that guy will prove you right. And the Jets signed somebody that I have liked for a long time. I was been following his career. I was a fan of his prior to his draft year, and that is Vinnie Curry of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Curry has spent almost his entire career in Philadelphia. There was one season where he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but longtime member of the Eagles. He was a second-round pick in the year 2012, and I have been wanting the Jets to sign him for a long time. I think every time he's been a free agent since he entered the league, I wanted the Jets to sign him. In fact, this was a guy who got off to kind of a slow start in his career, and I remember at one point... This is before the podcast, but when I was writing, I think I came up with the idea of the Jets and Eagles maybe working out a disappointment for disappointment trade with the Jets sending the Eagles Stephen Hill and the Eagles sending the Jets Curry. And then Curry turned into a good player. So, you know, I don't think that deal was ever really a possibility, but that would have made me look pretty good if it had happened. In any event, the Jets do get Vinnie Curry who has, again, spent most of his career with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's a part-time player at this point of his career. He's, he's not going to be a full-time guy. He's 32 years old. He's going to be 33 by the beginning of the season. He's not going to transform this defense, but I think this is a really good signing. The Jets get him relatively cheap. His base salary is only $1.3 million, and there's an additional possibility of $700,000 in incentives. So this deal maxes out one year, $2 million. And Vinny Curry's another guy who you know doesn't fill up the stat sheet with many sacks, but a guy who, like Carl Lawson, 
generates pressures at a pretty consistent rate. And, you know, even though he's older, still a productive player. I don't think he's a I don't think he's going to be starting for the Jets team in 2021. He's certainly not going to prevent you from drafting an edge rusher in the draft, but he's another piece of the puzzle on this defensive line. And I've seen some people, some Jets fans express surprise that they've signed another defensive lineman. And on some level I kind of understand the surprise because as Jets fans, I feel like we don't realize that you're allowed to sign as many good pass rushers as you can find. That's actually good team building. I'm not one to give people more credit than they have earned. I'm not going to tell you Joe Douglas is definitively the next great general manager of the New York Jets. I'm not going to tell you Robert Sala is definitively the next great head coach of the New York Jets. But this is what I will say. It's, it's nice to have a coaching staff and a front office that finally values the pass rush. It's nice to have a coaching staff and a front office that is going out of its way to find as many good pass rushers as possible. That is good team building in the NFL, to focus on the pass rush. And you want starting level players, but you also want backup level players. You want guys who can go in rotational roles and rush the passer. The defensive line for the Jets was not a weakness heading into free agency. In fact, I would argue it was a strength. But they've made this strength stronger. And it's a position that is a premium spot in Robert Sala's defense. There's plenty of more work to do for the Jets. They have some positions that look really bad right now, quite frankly. This is a roster that's still in need of a lot of work. It's probably not going to be a good enough roster in the year 2021. It's very difficult to go from 2-14 and 14 to a team that's really, really ready to compete. What could happen this offseason is the Jets could take steps in the right direction. They could begin to build this thing the correct way. And to me, this is another signing that moves the Jets in the right direction. Again, is Vinny Curry alone going to transform this pass rush? No. Is he going to be a 10-sack guy for this defense? No. But he's a guy who's going to give the Jets quality snaps, and he's going to play a role that the Jets have left unfilled for a very long time. And instead of leaving it unfilled this offseason, they are addressing it over and over, and that's adding the, the number and the quality of pass rushers on this defensive line. The Jets clearly needed to fix their pass rush heading into this offseason, but if you need to fix your car or truck, go to rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We've been telling you now for a while about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness. 
Just as college basketball has a tournament going on in March, Built Bar has created its own tournament between its flavors. And today's matchup is Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff. And I think that that is the equivalent of a one seed against a 16 seed. I think it would be the upset of the century if Coconut Puff beat Mint Brownie. And when I say upset of the century, I mean as far as Built Bar goes. But when you order Built Bar, don't forget to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check out BuiltBar.com, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com, or Bar underscore Built on Twitter to find out more about Built Bar Madness. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Thursday after a surprisingly active Wednesday in free agency for the New York Jets. They sign Eagles defensive lineman Vinny Curry to a one-year contract. Curry is a longtime favorite of yours, truly a solid role player, a guy who improves the depth on the defensive line for the Jets, a unit that was already pretty strong and now seems to be even stronger. And the Jets, for once, are looking to address the pass rush. They entered free agency with defensive line probably lowest among the needs, but they've decided to make it even stronger. And if you're a Jets fan, and if you've been a Jets fan for any period of time, you know what an issue the pass rush has been. You know what's amazing is even in good years, the Jets haven't really had great pass rushers. Even if you go back to like the Rex Ryan era, their pass rush was mainly built on the blitz and tricking blocking schemes and hoping your opponent blew an assignment. The Jets really did not have a great pass rusher during the Rex Ryan era, as great as those defenses were. You have to go back a very long time, probably, oh, 16 years to John Abraham to remember the last time the Jets had a really good pass rusher. But they're starting to build it. And another good addition on the defensive line in Vinnie Curry, and I think that Really, we could be like one draft pick away, one like premium young talent on the defensive line from us talking about the Jets having one of the top defensive lines in the NFL, if not the top, because you've got interior guys who are good. You've got edge guys who are effective. You've got good starters. You've got good backups. And you need them all. Defensive line's a spot you need to be deep at. And there are a couple of reasons for that. And we've discussed extensively over the last couple of weeks the importance of defensive line play in Robert Sala's system. And I'm sure we will discuss it in the time ahead. But there's another reason it's important to be deep on the defensive line. And I think that this is something that maybe gets lost a little bit when people question a move like this to improve depth up front. Your backup defensive linemen actually play quite a few snaps. There are some positions where your guys will never leave the field. You know, your starting corners are going to be on the field probably 100% of the snaps. Your starting safeties are going to be on the field probably 100% of the snaps. Defensive linemen come off for breaks. I mean, you may expect Quinn and Williams, who is the best player on the team, certainly the best defensive lineman on the team, he may play like 80% of the snaps this year. That means there are going to be 20% of the snaps you need to fill. And that's true across the line. Very tough position to play. Very physically demanding. Guys just cannot play the whole game. So you need to fill a lot of snaps with your backups. And when you talk about backups, they are, listen, they're not your first string. But your second string defensive linemen get playing time. 
and when they're in there, you know, when they're in there, it's not as many snaps as your starters, but when they are in there, they are your first teamers. So even if you get past positional value and in this defensive scheme, the Jets are going to be running, there is a lot of positional value on the defensive line. You have snaps that you need to be, you need to account for. And that places a premium on getting quality backup players. So, you know, when I say Vinnie Curry's a situational player, that means he's going to get a fair share of snaps. You know, your backup guy at another spot, he's kind of there as the depth player. So maybe you look to him more for special teams. But ultimately, that's a guy you hope never sees the field. That's a guy you can reasonably expect to never see the field unless you have some sort of injury or some other surprise. So as important as depth is at other spots, it's not as critical as it is on defensive line because your second stringers on defensive line, they're going to play a role for your team. And they may be the guy who's on the field on the snap that decides the game. Sometimes it happens in the NFL. Sometimes the last guy at a certain position needs to make the play to win you the game. And on defensive line, that's just more likely because of the flow of the game, because of the way guys rotate in and rotate out. So, you know, if you're wondering, if you're one of those folks that's wondering, well, why aren't the Jets addressing other positions? They have other positions where they need starters and they're looking at the defensive line. Well, first of all, you know, you don't know what deals are out there. But second of all, looking at backups on defensive lines, a little bit different from looking at backups at other positions. Vinnie Curry is going to be a player for the Jets. Jets are going to be counting on him to make plays for them this year. You cannot say that about every other player that they signed as a reserve. The NBA and the NHL are in full swing, and college basketball is getting ready for the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8. And Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online additionally covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. For BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Thursday, talking about the additions the Jets made in free agency on Wednesday. We have discussed the signing of Vinnie Curry. The Jets also brought in a running back. It is Tevin Coleman, a former member of the 49ers and a former member of the Falcons. It is also a cheap deal. It's a one-year deal worth a maximum of $2 million, so similar to the money Vinnie Curry got. Coleman has familiarity with the system. He was with Mike LaFleur in San Francisco, and it's dangerous. I don't want to just assume that Mike LaFleur is putting in the exact same offense as Kyle Shanahan, but I think we can guess that there's going to be a lot of overlap and Coleman has a lot of experience in that system he did not just play for Shanahan in San Francisco he also played for Shanahan in Atlanta when Kyle Shanahan was the Falcons offensive coordinator now Coleman did not play a whole lot in 2020 he only had 28 rushing attempts in eight games so what are you getting well historically through his career he's been a pretty solid back when you've put him into a committee situation and he's also been 
one of the higher-end receiving backs in the NFL. So on a team that really needs some backfield help, a team that you know doesn't, it's not really clear what they're doing at the running back position. This seems like a decent enough bet. You know, I, I, how, how much does he have left in the tank? Does he have another good year left in him? I'm not entirely sure, but I think at this amount of money, there's enough upside that you know you can hope for the best. And there is some degree of irony in this signing, as I wrote about it yesterday on GangreenNation.com. Because if you go back two years, there were plenty of reports that Coleman was like the fallback option if the Jets did not sign Le'Veon Bell in free agency. And there were reports at the time and after that Adam Gase actually preferred Tevin Coleman to Le'Veon Bell, partially because Gase did not believe in spending big money at the running back position, which is probably one of the few things Gase got right during his tenure with the Jets. And the signing of Bell was something that happened over Gase's objections. He wanted Coleman instead, and that was another thing that grew the rift between Mike McCagnan and Gase and, of course, led to McCagnan's eventual firing. So now here we are two years later, and the Jets have Coleman, and there's no more Bell here, and you know, you wonder if Adam Gase is looking at this thinking, man, I wish I was there now. They got the guy that I wanted. But you know, we'll see what Coleman brings to the table. As I mentioned on yesterday's mailbag show, I'm not expecting the Jets to invest heavily at the running back position because if you look historically, and again, I understand Kyle Shanahan's not running this offense, but Kyle Shanahan-type offenses have not invested big at the running back position, yet they've been able to get good production out of the position. Although I did, I made one glaring error yesterday when I looked at Kyle Shanahan's history with running backs, and I'm not sure whether you noticed it, but I mentioned that Arian Foster had big seasons under Shanahan. That was actually wrong. Foster was there his first year in Houston. Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, but he only became a, a star-level performer after Shanahan left and went to Washington. So that was a big mistake on my end. So if anybody noticed that, Sorry about that one. I got that one wrong. But the point remains, I'm not expecting the Jets to invest big at the running back position. I would not be surprised to see Coleman take on a big role. But part of me feels like the next really good Jets running back may be a name we're not familiar with. Because this has been historically a system that's taking guys who are not really well-known players and turning them into productive, productive backs. So we'll see what happens. I think... You know, for, based on what I know right now, and I don't know everything about Coleman, I, I think that this is a decent roll of the dice, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. I'm excited about Vinny Curry. I'll be cautiously optimistic about Tevin Coleman, and you can let me know how you feel about these signings. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and we'll be back tomorrow with the final show of the week.